Welcome to the Answers from Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Lalone. In each episode, you'll hear from leaders across the world. You'll hear their struggles, their thoughts on leadership, and a parting word of wisdom from each guest. Are you ready to hear Answers from Leadership? I hope you are, because it's coming at you right now. Today, I have Sean Ackerman on the show. Sean is a husband, father, business professional, podcaster, writer, and entrepreneur. He has over 25 years practicing business management in small, privately owned companies to larger organizations. And now he wants to help you lead yourself to success. What else would you like us to know about you today, Sean? Hey, well, thank you so much, Joe, for having me on the on the show today, Joe. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very, very blessed to be here. And you know what? Overcoming adversity is really what I started you leading you from. Uh, I actually had some rather difficult things that happened to me uh, in the t- late uh, 2010, 2011 timeframe where a hurricane kind of came through and wiped out most of my family's stuff. Uh, the family, wife, girls, and I were all homeless for a period of time, uh, had to kind of rebuild things all over again. You know, we were dealing with a lot of difficult situations. And me being a father and a husband, I needed to go ahead and take charge, um, kind of pulled the bull by the horns and dealt with things. And uh, about a year and a half later, I crashed. I, um, I had a lot of stress at that point and was trying to keep, a, you know, trying to keep that facade of, being that tough exterior was difficult and laying there in the hospital was really where I, I decided that I needed to do something different. I wasn't leaving any mark on my life. Uh, I was a very uh, busy business person in the corporate world, but I wasn't doing anything else besides that to leave a legacy for my children. And I thought to myself, I thought I was having a heart attack. And I said, my God, if I die today, you know, what have I left my kids with other than the fact that their father worked a ton and yet he's been a great dad, but you know, what did I really leave behind? And so I started thinking about you leading you, which was about self-leadership and helping people to achieve their own success, especially in the face of adversity. Oh yeah. So how do you get into leadership and become this kind of leader that you are today? Well, you know what? I was a, I'll say this. I was a punk kid growing up. Um, and when I say a punk kid, I, I could probably show you a picture of me. I had long hair when I was a teenager, listened to heavy metal. Of course, I still do today. Um, but, you know, I was this kind of person that you wouldn't expect to be the person that you see in front of you now. Well, especially since the fact that I had no hair today. Um, but, you know, I was this, I was this punk kid. And I, but when I started working, uh, when I was 15 and 16, everything that I did, I kind of drove a passion with. So even though I was working and beginning in construction, then I was working in uh, grocery stores when I was a kid. I always kind of worked myself up and really focused on, um, you know, doing the best job that I possibly could. You know, fast forward a few years and, you know, I eventually got into big box retail. Uh, I eventually got into management and I was very blessed in working at Walmart, uh, Walmart stores uh, incorporated for a number of years. I went through their leadership management program. I got thrown in front of, you know, 75 associates originally in a store and I had to do morning announcements. Boy, you know, not being a public speaker before, beforehand kind of threw me into the fray. And then eventually I got to a point of where I actually spoke in Arkansas in front of a number of people as well. Uh, in front of the convention, you know, so I kind of was thrust into this and I was actually kind of picked from time to time for projects that would happen up and down the East Coast for helping to rebuild stores, all things that, you know, at the time I thought were, wow, this is what I want to do with my life. But now I'm realizing all these years later that, wow, this was helping to uh, like a magnetic pull gravitating me towards the person that I am even today, which is an overall leader. I, I am a person that 
takes those adverse situations that comes into play and makes the best out of them. And, you know, so that's how I kind of started as a leader. And I took that, I took that role and left uh, in the 2000s going into IT consulting uh, for about five years. And of course, 9-11 took place uh, in 2001. The technology market took a nosedive. And I, in 2005, made some changes and went into uh, what today I'm still working in the energy industry um, during the day job. Yes, I'm Batman, ladies and gentlemen. By day, you know, uh, I'm, you know, Clark Kent and I'm working in the energy industry. And at night, I'm a leadership podcaster, writer and coach. I think a lot of us are going through that transition right now, too. You know, um, I've got the day job. Um, you've got the day job. Um, how, how did the two intermesh with each other? It's very interesting. Um, I, when I was laying in the hospital, I knew at that point, well, there really wasn't much else that could happen that would be much worse unless I actually just died. You know, so my perspective shifted and knowing that I wanted to share my stories of leadership, I made it very clear that, you know, part of doing the podcast of you leading you and writing, were going to be something that were vital to me. They don't, you know, again, I don't, um, uh, kind of shift things back and forth too much, but they've been very open about what I do and how I share that that medium. As a matter of fact, I was very uh, blessed to be able to have one of my editors work with one of the, uh, the organization's leaders uh, to help write a book. So I was able to help kind of bridge those universes and bring people together that are actually uh, making an even bigger mark in life. That's awesome. You get to use your you know, leadership skills and help your organization that you're working for you know, move forward as well. Absolutely. You know, and, and it's funny because, I mean, even at the organization I'm in, uh, you know, 2012, Hurricane Sandy hit a year after Hurricane Irene, which is the one that kicked my tails, uh, feathers all over the place. But, you know, Hurricane Sandy came and we actually had a huge outage in a lot of our area. And, of course, you know, here was, you know, Sean with a torch taking charge and doing what he needed to do to, to help lead the way. I think that's kind of, you know, as leaders, we don't ask for permission. We take it. We don't wait to go ahead and be told what to do, we see the situation and we jump right into it and take charge and do what we need to do to get us to the next level. You mentioned that you face a lot of adversity and by doing the things leaders do, we face adversity there as well. What do you think adversity looks like to a leader? I think adversity, <laughs> you know, it's funny because I've looked at that, I looked at that question and as I thought about it, you know, I, have you seen uh, Wreck-It Ralph? I have. Okay, so I'm imagining I'm in one of the candy lands, and what I actually see is this huge mountain, but it's made of sweets. And, you know, and, and that's what I envision, honestly, is adversity. It looks like it's going to be a bear to climb, but you know what? There's something about it and something about overcoming it that gives you such a gratifying feeling. Um, you know, and, and maybe that's not the best analogy, but really, even though, you, you know, it seems like an impossible task to go ahead and climb this huge, you know, this huge obstacle, it really has a matter of, um, I'll use the word sweetness, but it has amount, a certain amount of a feeling of, um, you know, fulfillment. And, and really it does. So it's, fun, it's funny, you know, maybe adversity isn't what you would think of being fulfilling, but, you know, I think it's, it's just like failure as an entrepreneur, it's something that we need to go ahead and make us even a stronger person because if we aren't failing, if we aren't facing adversity, then we're being complacent and then that's how we become stagnant and die. Right. You know, adversity is just that block right before, you know, success. And, you know, I think too many leaders want to miss that adversity 
and just, you know, go from, you know, sweet spot to sweet spot to, you know, success, success. Well, I hate to say it, but that's also the reason why the Internet is doing so well for for a lot of folks is that they actually, you know, will come out with a, a quick, you know, how to get from A to Z without having to hit B, C, D and so on and so forth. And people don't realize, I think, at times that no matter what, that prize only comes with the hard work. It really does. Kind of reminds me of the butterfly, butterfly analogy. You know, the little girl sees a butterfly struggling to get out of a cocoon. She thinks she's rescuing it by cutting it, cutting it out of the cocoon, and then it withers away and dies because it, didn't, it never faced that adversity of getting out of the cocoon. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and we're all those, you know, we're still in our pupil stage at this point. And I think that's one thing as a leader as well is that we, we face that adversity, but what does the butterfly become? You know, we're always metamorphosing. Yeah. We're always changing, always doing something where we're growing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of adversity, how, how can a leader get through adversity? Adversity looks a lot of different ways. But, you know, can you give a leader a tip or two on how to overcome adversity? Well, the first thing I'd say is the first thing you have to do is be realistic about the adversity that's in front of you. I mean, too often in this day and age, and especially in the business world, people tend to um, sugarcoat or try to be politically correct around a situation in the workplace. You know, whether it be a human resource issue, whether it be an operational issue, or whether it be a financial issue, they've got to be realistic and be direct about the problem or issue that they need to lead through. And not only dealing with that adversity, listen, in this day and age, you know, if you have profits that are down, you need to make hard decisions. And the next thing you need to do is then take action based on those decisions that need to be made. Uh, Again, those leaders that wait are inevitably causing potentially more harm to an organization. So I say it's two things. It's realization of a rather reality of what needs to be done with the adversity and then actually taking action on it. Love it. And in your introduction, you mentioned that you had a run-in with stress where you wound up in the hospital. Can you tell us what you learned from that situation? Yeah. Um, okay, so we had the hurricane, and I was I put on a happy face, and I buried myself also in work as well as my family, just trying to be the, the provider, trying to be the proverbial stone-faced uh, individual father that, you know, everybody would look up to. And I had a lot of cracks in the veneer. And I mentioned Hurricane Sandy. Well, I was going through, you know, at that point in time, adding stress to myself, but doing the best I could for both the organization and my family. By the way, after we lost our house, uh, we we did get into a home uh, about four months later um, and, and gotten everything taken care of and moved into a beautiful place. So my family is all well and good. Um, but I, I then, like I said, I then wanted to go ahead and give as much as possible that I needed to both my family and work. And what ended up happening was that um, I just I I reached a point where I couldn't give any more. I had exhausted the battery, and um, that's when I realized that the one thing I hadn't been filling had been really uh, my own inner my own inner need for um, I, I guess for want of a better way of putting it. I hadn't been doing anything for myself. You know, I wasn't, there was no recharging. I was just constantly giving out energy and there was nothing coming back in. And it's interesting that over the last couple of years as a leader itself, I hadn't focused on myself. I had focused on others. 
And I think it's probably one of the better leadership lessons that I've learned, especially over the course of the last three to four years, is that, you know, giving back to yourself is an important thing that we need to do. And sometimes it's even considered being selfish or thought of even as leaders that we're being selfish, but truly it's not. It's enriching our own lives and becoming a better person for those other individuals that we do lead. We see a lot of leaders who, you know, work 12, 14, 15 hour days, give up their family life, give up friendships and relationships, all for, for the job, all without, like you said, recharging your battery. So what does recharging your battery look like? Well, you know, it's funny. It's it's, And when I say it's funny, so I decided to go ahead and do this you leading you thing after I'm laying in the hospital. And um, so then after I get out of the hospital and I'm still working, uh, but uh, it's funny because I did t- I did change the role that I was in with the organization, still an influencer, but I, I was doing something different. Um, I still giving as much passion, but then all of a sudden, with you leading you, I started on the side as well with the podcast and with coaching and writing, and I'm working another 30 hours a week. And so recharging the batteries, come to find out, is a part-time damn job. Um, but and I say that kiddingly, but it, but it's actually one that I I don't mind doing. Um, that all of a sudden it's it's the time goes. Guess what? I spent a couple of hours after I've spent the time with the family or the kids. I come upstairs and I write for two hours, and I've got a couple of blog posts done or a couple of articles, uh, or a, a new podcast episode, or I've written an email campaign, or I've, guess what, I've just learned how to do my latest lead pages set up. You know, because again, as, as leaders, we also can't stop constantly learn, learning. Speaking of learning, you know, I'd like to ask my guests this one specific question. Is there one or two books you'd like to recommend to a leader? Yeah, you know what, um, and, it's, and it's interesting, as... Looking at uh, one or two books, so uh, there's always a million books that I love to think of, but Strength Finders 2.0, uh, because as a leader, I think we need to identify who we are, and the one thing that I've found, especially knowing that I'm a high empath, is the way that I lead is by building relationships and kind of, so for me, it was it's a very strong book on personal connection, so, uh, you know, Strength Finders 2.0 is one book that I highly recommend. And the other book is a leader. Uh, you know, it, it's funny because I could either go in the entrepreneurial space, but for me, it's The Charge uh, by Burchard. Um, for me, it's it's something where I helped to, that was one of the books that helped me to recharge my inner battery and become a better leader by having a better self-awareness of who I am. Great recommendations. Love the strength finders. And I've yet to read Brandon Burchard's The Charge, but I've heard great things about it. Do you have one or two takeaways from that book that you might like to share? Oh, okay. So on the charge, the interesting thing with the charge is the fact that it, it looks at key focuses for you as individuals, you know, and uh, for the charge, the one thing that Bouchard always hit me was his own personal story. Um, he actually began his uh, journey in uh, connection and helping others through a horrible accident uh, that occurred when he was a young man, almost died, um, you know, and what he did and what he learned from that is he wanted to learn and leave a legacy for others. And so if there's a takeaway, and that's got to be the overarching takeaway because I probably read too much to remember any one or two sections or quotes, but for me, it was the overarching concept of leaving that legacy for others. He's the one that really instilled that in me uh, as I was reading the book, and um, I've carried that ever since. Great, great takeaway. As we wrap up, do you have anything else you'd like to share to up-and-coming leaders? You know what? Don't ever stop trying to do something new. Always challenge yourself. As a leader, you know, 
it, a manager will stay complacent and stay in the zone they're in. But as a leader, you take new initiatives, new opportunities, and grasp them and see where they take you. Right, thank you for that bit of advice. And where can my listeners find you? Well, you can check me out at youleadingyou.com. It's Y-O-U leading Y-O-U.com. Or I have a Facebook page for You Leading You at You Leading You on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, connect with me. Love to talk to the audience. And uh, if they have any questions, check me out. I also write for The Huffington Post, Addicted to Success, and Good Men Project, and a few other places as well. Well, thank you for your time today, Sean. I appreciate your words of wisdom to the leaders that are going to be listening to this podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, Joe. And um, if there's anything you need from me, I've already offered it before on the air, but uh, happy to help others. And I think that's one key aspect of a leader is the ability to be generous uh, with their time and effort to help others grow. Wasn't that a great chat with Sean? I think we can all learn a thing or two about facing adversity and stress from today's podcast. Be careful that you're not neglecting yourself as you're serving others. If you enjoyed what you heard today and want to find the show notes, you can go to jmlalonde.com slash 013. Thanks for joining us, and we'll be back soon 